Welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope that this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure that you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Okay. I'm going to preach a message to you that I've never preached on ever before. In all my nearly 40 years of uh, being in ministry, never preached this message. In fact, this message uh, was something that I was definitely uh, phobia, had a phobia towards because as a kid, I would, uh, we would have Sunday and Sunday was do nothing day, except go to church. And so we would go to church three times on a Sunday and then in the afternoon, we'd go for a family drive. <laughs> and on this family drive, we went part, no shops were open in those days, by the way. Anyone remember no shops open on Sundays? There was no such thing as Kmart and Warehouse or anything like that. And so uh, we would go for a drive. And, but the, there was one shop that was open. Does anyone remember what shop it was? It was the dairy, very good. The local dairy. And uh, we would go past so many dairies that were open on the Sunday. And it was just, you know, sometimes you'd be in this hot Zephyr 6, <laughs> red, no seatbelts, seven of us in the car. And, uh, and you'd be going, it would, no air conditioning. It'd be a hot afternoon. Dad, can we stop for an ice cream? No, you can't. It's Sunday. We don't buy stuff on Sunday. And so, uh, and so really I had quite a phobia towards the idea of, uh, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't just about the ice cream, but I, have a, I do have a phobia in regards to religiousism or religiosity. I do have an incredible phobia towards that. I guess because uh, like Rutu, I've been uh, brought up in the church and had a lot to do all my life, pretty much every Sunday in church. And so I, uh, I, I didn't really enjoy the things that uh, were forced upon me. Like you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do that. And so I didn't do those things. I never rebelled as a kid. Uh, but I got a phobia towards the religious aspects of these things. So hence why I'm preaching today on the Sabbath. My title that I have been forced to, be, to preach on is the Sabbath. And I said, Graham, I'd rather preach on faith. Give me a good faith bear. Why do I have to preach on the Sabbath? I just don't want to do that. And actually, to be honest, um, it has been the most confronting message I've ever worked on. And I'm about to preach it to you, and I've got to tell you, to be honest, if I'm pointing the finger at you, there's three or four others pointing back at me. Uh, I tried this. I, I thought, okay, I'm going to preach on the Sabbath, so I better try it. What day shall I pick? Well, Friday's my day off, okay? So I thought, okay, Friday. I'm, going to, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to have a day of rest. And so 7.30, I woke up. Darn, no sleeping. 7.30, got on my phone, got into my emails. I see that some of the national church leaders around Kiwiland here have been emailing me, so I emailed them back. And then I thought, oh, as soon as I sent it, I thought, oh, that just ruined my Sabbath. So I text Graham and I said, Gray, you won't believe it, but I just sent an email out because we we'd been talking about the Sabbath during the week because, you know, we're both preaching. Graham's preaching in the city 
on it. And I said, you won't believe this. I've just wrecked my Sabbath. I just sent an email out in regards, you know, a working dynamic. And, uh, and so, um, uh, and I, I, anyway, that's, that's like, I'm, I, I don't know whether I should even preach it. Maybe I'd just go to faith. Let's talk about faith this morning. Because <laughs> I just feel like such a hypocrite. And, uh, but boy, man, when I've studied it, it's like been, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. This is kind of like, I probably need to pay some attention here because I'm 58 years old and probably need to uh, actually get my mind around focusing on the idea of not doing something for a day. <laughs> Believe it or not. Okay, so here's, a, here's, the, here's how it starts. Mr. Osako had worked for several years at a major Japanese snack food processing company, often putting in as much as 110 hours each week. Just to put that into perspective, that's more than twice, I think, or two and a half, 40-hour work weeks, jammed into one week, um, 110 hours. That's 16 hours per working day. For seven days, he did that week after week, year after year. They found Mr. Osako Osako dead at his workstation. He was the victim of a heart attack. He was 34 years of age. In Japan, they call it, I've got got these fantastic words up on the screen here. In Japan, they call it Hiroshi. In China, they call it Guolaosi. Guo Laosi, something like that. It won't be like that, actually, at all. But anyway, <laughs> you can see it on the, on the screen. And then in South Korea, they call it Guarosa. 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 Um, all, the, all these three terms were created recently to describe something so, uh, so different, so f- uh, f- this k- kind of ph- phenomenon that was going on in particularly the Asian cultures, it dis- the, these words describe the act of literally working yourself to death. Literally working yourself to death. Uh, all three Asian countries discovered they needed a word to describe an increasingly common phenomenon. They're mainly people dropping dead, it's about mainly people dropping dead on their jobs as a result of working insane hours under intense pressure with little to no rest. Working insane hours under intense pressure with little to no rest. Kind of sounds a lot like life. So we have become perhaps the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked, spiritually malnourished people in all of history. So God, does God have a plan for us and for you to be refreshed? Yes, He does. And it is called the Sabbath. It's called the Sabbath. One day a week, And guess what? It's one of the Ten Commandments. Did you know that? It's actually in the top 10 hit list. It's a command. It's called a Sabbath. Uh, But I'm going to read to you a passage of Scripture that was actually before the Ten Commandments was written. And it's found that the Ten Commandments are in Exodus. Anyone know Exodus chapter 20? And uh, this event took place in Exodus chapter 16 and verse 21. The Israelites are in the wilderness and they are picking up manna 
uh, that had come from heaven, God's food for them because they had no food to eat. Manna is actually, uh, the Hebrew meaning for manna is, what is it? Okay, well, no one's been able to explain what it is. It's this food from heaven and they called it manna because they didn't know what it was. Quite, kind of, I just thought it was interesting. No point to the message whatsoever, but you know, it's just a throwaway, you can take it. All right, each morning everyone gathered as much as they needed and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. That's the manna. That's what would happen. Every day, get old and stinky by the end of the day. So on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much. Remember, there's no commandment written yet. They gathered twice as much, two omers exactly, which is about six pounds or 2.8 kilograms. Uh, So 2.8 kilos for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. And he said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until morning. Verse 24, so they saved it until morning as Moses commanded and it did not stink, nor did it get maggots in it. Mmm, tasty. (laughs) Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath day, there will not be any. So basically God's saying, don't work on that day. That is a day of rest. The manna will not go off as it normally does by the end of each day. You can keep enough for the day of rest. Six days you shall gather and on the sixth gather twice as much because God is not going to help you on the seventh day. That's an interesting thought. God is not going to help you if you decide to work on the seventh day. Verse 27, Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Stay where they are on the seventh day. Look, no one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. Why do you think God did this? Obviously, I guess some people would think, well, he didn't want us to have any fun. Maybe that's a little bit of what I thought growing up was there's no fun. We couldn't even eat ice creams on that day. Uh, But no, actually, when you read about the Sabbath, you'll find that God was thinking just the opposite. He wanted you to enjoy your life on this earth. And it's kind of a cool way to think. And when when you get that round your head, that actually God wanted you to enjoy your life. And the way, the best way to enjoy your life is by actually having a day of rest. Rest up, chill out, take a chill pill, have a Kit Kat. Just the different versions, Bible versions in my own head in regards to what taking a rest actually means, right? Okay, here, here we go. Number one, in regards to the Sabbath, it is a commandment. It's a commandment God has made. Made the top, hit, top 10 hits in the list of commandments. And, uh, 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 but as a side note, this is the longest, more detailed commandment of all of the 10, which is interesting. God was really trying to, get someone's attention. He probably knew that people would argue about it or fight over it or try and, di- try and deny it. Remember the Sabbath day, verse, verse eight of Exodus chapter 20. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Holy means what? Set apart. You've been set apart. 
this particular day has been set apart for God. Six days you shall labour, do emails, make phone calls, earn an income, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day and in it you shall do no work. This is a commandment. It's up there. It's, in the, it's up there in the list. It's, uh, it's uh, like number four, I think, on the Ten Commandments. It's the t- one of the top four. Um, it's higher than, in, up the list than do not murder. It's higher up the list than do not commit adultery. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor even your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. Interesting, isn't it? Verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but He rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The Lord blessed and set it apart. It is a blessed day. You've got to get some blessing in your life. You want to get blessing in your life? You've got to have a day of rest. Oh, but Prince is so Old Testament. Well, we could have had a 10-day week. You know, our nation could have celebrated a 10-day week or it could have celebrated a, a, a four-day week, but actually we have seven days. We have a seven-day week, uh, which is, you know, because God invented it. God invented the seven-day week and He invented one of those days for rest. God did this and then He put it as one of His top 10 hits. The amazing thing is that Christians have no thought for the Sabbath. I haven't. I know know that you've got to rest, but I've never had kind of a thought, have to think about it. Like I thought, if I thought about it, I'd be being religious. Um, We have no thought for the Sabbath, this commandment, but we'll honour the other commandments. This is what got me. Murder and adultery are high on the naughty list, right? But most of us probably give no thought to the command for a Sabbath. But we agree with the murder thing and the adultery thing, right? We, that's not, you know, that's taboo, okay? But the Sabbath is up there. It's higher than those things. That's interesting, isn't it? Remember, we don't keep the commandments to be saved but we do keep the commandments to live blessed. And they are there because there is blessing when you keep them and there are consequences when you don't. Oh boy, am I going down Old Testament track this morning, people. You're gonna love it. There are consequences when you kill someone. Are you all in agreement? There are consequences when you lie. There are consequences when you steal. But we don't think that there are consequences regarding the Sabbath. So basically, here's an example of this, of what I'm trying to say. Graham rings me on Friday night. He says, hey, Brent, we've got some stuff to do. We've got some stuff to do. Oh, no, let's say because Friday's my day off. Friday's my Sabbath. It's just an example, by the way. It's not a true story, I don't think. <laughs> Graham rings me Thursday night and says, hey, can, can we um, get back to work on Friday? We've got some things that we need to sort out. And I would say to Graham, hey, Graham, um, surely you wouldn't ask me to commit adultery. <laughs> surely you wouldn't ask me to lie or to steal. But you've asked me to violate one of the Ten Commandments. It's the same thing. <laughs> He's a bad boy, that boy. 
Actually, by the way, to be honest, if Graham's calling me on a Friday or whatever, it's normally, hey, look, at the water's really calm, we should go out fishing. <coughs> All those other commandments, you would know not to do those things. Then why is this the only commandment that we think we can violate and there are no consequences? Oh! <laughs> are you with me on this? Oh, man, when I was getting this together, it was like, oh, man, it was bad. Okay, number one, it's a commandment. Number two, it's a witness. Number two, it's a witness. Exodus chapter, 30, chapter 31, verse 14. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days' work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day is to be put to death. Boy. So in the Old Testament days, um, you were put to death. In other words, you overwork, you're going to die. If you overwork, you're going to die. If you don't rest, your body will rest involuntarily. It is a death sentence. (laughs) When I was texting Graham, uh, when I said, oh, look, I just sent an email uh, on, on, you know, on the Friday, I sent an email, 7.30 in the morning. I thought, oh no, an early death's coming. <laughs> I repented very quickly. God, please forgive me. And I enjoyed my Friday, by the way. I just like, you know, boy, you go. Oh, anyway, so you've got to be so intentional with it. It doesn't just happen. Um, some of you are killing yourself slowly. You're working yourself to death. So it's not necessarily God killing you. It's actually, that command is in there to protect you. God wants to protect you and He wants to protect your life. So you need to have a day of rest because that's the way your body's been made is to to rest. Okay, cool. Are you with me? (laughs) The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign, a witness between me and the Israelites forever. For in six, I don't know why I made that noise. Sorry, guys. I can just see the whole front row laughing. I don't know why I did that. I apologise. That was weird. Can we get back to the Scripture? It will be a sign, a witness between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day He rested and was refreshed. You mean to tell me God Almighty, God All-Powerful, worked six days and then He needed a bit of a refreshing? And we don't? Sabbath means to cease from labour. Sabbath means to rest. It means to stop. The Hebrew word is Shabbat, which means stop. Observe the Sabbath throughout the generations as a lasting covenant, meaning goes on and on and on and on. And it applies even now. I mean, the Jewish people still celebrate Sabbath, still rest, uh, have a, a day of rest. Oh, oh, I read actually the Seventh-day Adventists. You know how they celebrate the Sabbath? Uh, they have church on a Saturday. They do the Sabbath thing. Did you know that um, over your lifetime of Sabbaths, it equates to about 10 years of your life? Right? Well, did you know it's a fact 
Seventh-day Adventists live 10 years longer than the normal person. (laughs) Oh, this is good, isn't it? It was a major witnessing sign. This whole idea of Sabbath was a major witnessing sign for thousands of years because someone would call or possibly email Back in those days, a Jewish person, hey, can we finish the deal on the Saturday? And the Jewish person would reply saying, sorry, we're closed on a Saturday. We're not open on a Saturday, which was, was for them the seventh day of the week. Um, and, uh, and, and the person would reply, well, what's the Sabbath? And then the Jewish person would reply by saying, it's the seventh day of the week and the Lord made the heavens and the earth in six days and then rested on the seventh day. And then they'd, uh, they'd mail back probably, well, you know, which God are you talking about? And the Jewish guy would say, well, the Lord God of Israel, the God of the universe, the only God. It was an incredible witness for them. Their witness was such that they knew they could make more money and be more profitable working only six days a week than seven days because God would provide if they would obey what He said. Because God would provide if they would obey what He said. Verse 17, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day He rested and was refreshed. The Lord needed a break. He needed to be refreshed. The original language of the word refreshed meant that He took a breath. He had to catch His breath. Have you ever heard that saying? Oh, hang on a minute, I just got to catch my breath. That's exactly what he did. How do we know he needed to catch his breath? Well, not just because of the original language, but also because for six days he'd been breathing out. How do you know he'd been breathing out? Well, because what was he doing for those six days? He was creating. But yeah, but how was he creating? No, he was speaking. He was speaking. Let there be light. For six days, he's speaking, 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 speaking. (laughs) I need to catch my breath. Seventh day, he refreshed. He rested. Hmm. How did God get refreshed? He took a day off. (laughs) Boy, if only I could catch my breath. Well, you can. If you learn what it is to keep the Sabbath. And here's the thing, you get to do nothing on your Sabbath except breathe in and smell the roses. I guess the question is, well, okay, Brent, well, what do I do on, the, on my day off? What do I do? Well, that's the wrong question. The question is, what do you not do on your day off? The Bible is very specific. It says you do not work. That's what you do. You do nothing with regard to your vocation or even your calling. You take a break. Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary and I will give you rest. And I really thought that that was actually in replacement of the Sabbath. But it's actually both. Because I think that part of your Sabbath needs to be about honouring Him. Come to me all you who are weary and I will give you rest. You're weary? You're tired? And here's the next question. 
in regards to what do I do? Well, what refreshes you? What is it that refreshes you? What's the fun stuff? What's the enjoyable stuff? And you've got to figure that out. Does it have to be a Saturday or a Sunday? No, I don't think it does. We are New Testament, and I think part of it is understanding the principle of the Old Testament, absolutely. But actually, how does it work in your life and my life today? I think you've just got to choose one out of seven. One out of seven to take time to rest, to sleep, to party, to have fun. Number three, it's serious. Numbers 15, verse 32. While the Israelites, are you still with me okay? Okay, good. While the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Oh, naughty, naughty. Gathering sticks. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly and they kept him in custody. They put security guards around a guy who was collecting wood on the Sabbath day. Can you, can you, like, he was a dangerous guy. He was a stick collector. <laughs> Oh man, they didn't know what to do, but it was really clear what they had to do and what should have been done to him, but they didn't want to do it. But God, God turns up, he says to Moses, he says, the man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord commanded Moses. Wow, that's pretty full on, eh? 1 Corinthians 10 says, Everything that happened in the Old Testament happened as an example for us and is written as instruction. So no, you don't get stoned to death for being a stick gatherer on the Sabbath day, but you keep working and not resting. You're going to kill yourself. You are going to die before your time sooner than you should. A pastor called another older, more wiser pastor and asked if they could catch up for lunch. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he was busy. So he asked if Thursday would work. And the older pastor said, yep, that day I'll be doing nothing. So that won't work. And the younger pastor said, well, you're doing nothing. So why can't we meet for lunch on the Thursday? And the older pastor said, no, on Thursday, I do nothing. I do nothing on Thursday. Nothing is in my schedule for Thursday. And when we do get together for lunch, I'll tell you about it. So they got together for lunch. It obviously wasn't Thursday. And the older pastor began to explain that when he was, uh, he said, when I was 50 years old, I was lying in bed and they told me I was dying. My organs were shutting down and they didn't know why. One night I asked the Lord, why are you doing this to me? I've served you all my life. And the Lord replied, I'm not doing this to you. You did this to yourself. Because you have not rested one day a week, you've already worked a lifetime. You're dying. Well, Lord, uh, what's if I repent? Would you be gracious and heal me? Suddenly he felt strength come to his body. He got up, unplugged himself, got dressed and walked out of the hospital. Never went back into hospital and died at a ripe old age. I won't say what age he was when he died because you could be that age and you might think you're not ripe yet. (laughs) So let's move on. Number four. Sorry, just. I'm trying to make light of a very serious subject. (laughs) It's very serious. Okay, number four, here we go, finale. It's a blessing. It is a blessing. Taking the day off is a blessing. The Sabbath is a blessing. Mark chapter two, verse 23. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? But the thing is, they weren't doing anything lawful. They were, actually, they, they were actually eating. They weren't working. 
They were picking to eat. Working was not lawful. Uh, uh, working was not lawful, but you were still allowed to eat. Okay. He answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need in the days of Abiathar, the high priest? David entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, this is Jesus. Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and woman, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus was saying, I didn't make you to serve the Sabbath. I made the Sabbath to serve you. This is not meant to be a religious thing. It's meant to be a life-giving, fun and easy thing. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And there you will find rest. It's a blessing, not a burden. It's like tithing. Most people know that 90% with God's blessing will go way further than 100% without God's blessing, right? People who rest one day a week know they can get more done in six days with God's blessing than they can in seven days without God's blessing. Again, like any aspect of the Christian life, you have to trust God. Because God, I needed to send that email out Friday morning. I mean, the whole world would have fallen apart. You gotta trust me, Brent. Often the real reason why you work so hard and so long is because you don't trust God. We too often feel if we don't do it, then it just won't get done. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling me, I can trust God. Learn this principle and get it into your psyche and just learn to rest. I wonder what the Holy Spirit would say about you and your situation. Maybe we should give Him a moment just to speak. What do you wanna say, God? What do you wanna say, Holy Spirit? Into our world and into our life. Do we just go from working to working and never really resting? Do you rest? What could you do for 24 hours that would fill your soul with deep joy, that would make you spontaneously combust with wonder, awe, gratitude and praise? We have to learn to rest. Take delight in your world. Take delight in your God to be refreshed, to catch your breath because if you can't catch it, you'll lose it. Well, there's a principle here. Taking a day off, you will have to learn to schedule it. What day is it gonna be? What's it gonna look like? If you're used to making appointments, then maybe you need to get used to making an appointment for you and your family to actually have a day off together where you just rest and enjoy each other's company. If you don't schedule it, it won't happen. Sabbath is not a legalistic hangover from, from some fundamentalist ruler, but it's a practice of the way of Jesus. And it's a delivery system to you of life. Set aside a day, clear your schedule, maybe turn your phone off. I haven't yet done that myself yet. I will probably, I promise, if I have to. 
But maybe it is something that should be done. Pray, rest and worship in whatever way is life-giving for your soul. Life-giving for your soul. There we go, done. Six minutes over time, people. Come to me, Jesus said, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's the first part of this whole idea of rest. It's got to start there, of course. It starts with Him. It starts with Jesus. You know, just taking a day off a week and not having any kind of sense of connection or relationship with Jesus, what's the point? You might as well just work yourself hard. Because it's all about Him. It's all about what He wants to do in your life. He's the one who gives you breath. God breathed, not breathed into your nostrils and gave you breath. He's, you want to catch your breath? It's with Him. Before you practice the way of Jesus, you've got to know Jesus. You might know about Him, but do you actually know Him? Are you in relationship with Him? Do you have a living, life-giving relationship with Jesus? And if not, and you want that, then I'm going to pray a prayer. You can pray along with me. This prayer is not a magical kind of formula. It's simply words. And it's like writing out a text to God that reveals your decision today, your choice today, that you are making a decision for Christ today, right here, right now in this room. So you can pray along with me if you like, just quietly to yourself. Just as I pray, as I pray you're just agreeing with me in agreement. This is a great prayer. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. There's probably some people in the room that want to pray this kind of prayer. Connecting with Jesus first, getting your life sorted, and then finding what it is to be in rest with Him. Dear Jesus, I am tired, I am weary, and I need life. I know You have what I need. I'm lost, I'm lonely, I am a sinner, I'm broken, and I need fixing. And I come to You today. I surrender my life to Yours. Come and fill me with Your Holy Spirit. I ask for Your forgiveness. I repent of my sin and I receive You today as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Now, if you agreed with such a prayer, then you now begin an amazing journey that's so life-changing. God will tip your life right side up. I said, God will tip your life right side up. And of course, we'd love to help you on, on that journey. I'm going to ask Jared to come up soon to, uh, to, do, to uh, lead you through that. Okay, everybody take a breath. Breathe in. Big, deep breath. Day of rest. Maybe today's your day of rest. Maybe that's what you've done. If you said, no, Sunday's my day of rest. Then what are you going to do? What are you going to do for the afternoon? If it's your day of rest, what are you actually going to do? What, what, I mean, that's the only doing you've got to do is actually work out what you're going to do, right? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray for supernatural life-giving. Rise up on wing, wings of eagles kind of stuff. That kind of energy. To run and not be weary. To walk and not be faint. Not to run and to be and, 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 and walk and all of that and this for seven days a week, but at least six days a week, you know what it is to produce, right? Be able to do what you need to do so that on the seventh day you can actually just simply rest. Take a day off. Father, I pray right now 
Holy Spirit, you speak to every single one of us. Help us to learn this principle. Help us to learn this dynamic of what it is to rest in you and to rest our own soul and our own bodies, to just simply take time out to say, stop, Shabbat, stop, cease. I need to stop. I need to rest. I need to take some time out. Father, I thank you that with that comes comes blessing. And I want to, God, we want the most blessed people on the planet. We want this to be a witness. Lord, we want this to be something that takes us beyond, God, just the, everything of what our culture screams and yells at us. It's all about money. It's all about time. It's all about work. It's all about working hard. God, we just, we, we refuse that culture and we say, look, God, we just rest in you. And we pray for incredible blessing on that seventh day, that seventh day of rest. Lord, that actually makes the next few days productive, those six days productive in every way, in Jesus' name. Everybody said. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website.